Hello, listeners. So, I know it's been like an extremely long time um, since my last podcast update. Um, but as you know, there's been a lot of shit going on. Like, we've got COVID and we've got all these, you know, all this craziness. Um, I'm actually, I'm driving right now because it is Friday, February 5th. Um, AKA my dad's 42nd birthday. So if you have Jason Kermeans on Facebook, head on over there and wish him a happy birthday. Um, cause he's awesome and he's my dad and I love him. But, um, I just figured I'd go ahead and start updating again because we've got a lot going on. Me and Kevin, um, we just recently started a new fertility medication. So we did the Clomid. We tried Clomid for, whew, goodness gracious, how long were we on the Clomid? I want to say the Clomid, we tried at least six rounds. Um, and then I was having some trouble with insurance because the pharmacy keeps trying to run it through my insurance, even though I told them like, yo, the insurance is going to pay for it, which is fine because I'm ready to, I'll be, I'll pay out of pocket because it was only like 20 bucks or whatever. So it's not a big deal, but they still, they just, the pharmacy just wasn't doing it right. So we started a new fertility medication and I actually send it to a different pharmacy now and that, and my insurance covers it, which is really awesome. And the new medication is called Letrozole and it's a little bit different. It seems like it's a smaller milligram, but I take it the same way that I take the Clomid that I, well, that I took the Clomid and it's supposed to work a little bit better, I guess. Um, so Kevin and I have already had our first round of letrozole. Um, we did pretty well with tracking ovulation this time around. It seemed like it came on a lot faster with the letrozole, which was really exciting. Um, because normally I wouldn't ovulate until after cycle day 20. Um, but this time I ovulated around cycle day 18 or 19, which was pretty exciting. Cause that's like two days, two to six days earlier than normal. So we're feeling pretty hopeful um, with it being uh, February 5th. This is uh, the day before my expected period is supposed to start. So obviously, fingers crossed that it does not start um, because we don't want that. We want there to be a nice little fetus growing in there right now. Um, Let's see. What else has been going on? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a lot going on and I have literally not even put any thought into this update, but I've had some really, really wonderful people um, reach out to me and send me links because they're like, hey, I saw this and I thought of you. And I cannot tell those people how much it truly means to me when you guys reach out and you're like, hey, I don't want this to be awkward. Like, dude, it's not awkward. Like, it makes me feel good that you think of me and you remember that, hey, I am going through this and it is a hard time for me. And for you guys to send me your suggestions and your thoughts, your prayers, your good vibes, all that awesome stuff, I love it. So, like, thank you guys so much. I would, you know, please keep it coming. It gives me hope. It gives me, it brings me happiness because I'm. it reminds me that I'm not alone in this. Even though I may not know a lot of other people that are struggling to get pregnant or struggling to conceive, I... I know that I still have people that are backing me up and that believe that Kevin and I are going to make great parents and that just makes this struggle all the more worth it. So I'm getting ready to pull into the bank right now. So I'm going to put this on pause and continue when I am done paying my rent. (laughs) Um, 
whoopsies that didn't take me very long because the bank is not open yet it is only 8 30 in the morning and apparently i am much too early because the bank doesn't open till nine which is a little silly but that's okay uh, <laughs> so anyways let's just i'll just kind of give you guys a little bit of an update on just like my personal life and other things going on um the reason to kind of give you some insight as to why i haven't been able to update this podcast so as you guys know for the last like yearish or so since October of 2019 I was working toward my CDA credential which is something that I'm really really proud of and um really really excited about and I finally absolutely fucking finally got my certificate I did my test and I aced that shit I did my verification visit with a PD specialist and I aced that shit and just a few days after my PD visit I received my CDA credential um, which is super super exciting it is my first step in my teaching career um, just to get me into college when I'm ready and to start teaching more than just preschool Um, I'm very, very fortunate right now. I have just reached my one-year anniversary with the YMCA as of today, which is really exciting for me. Um, And and I've also reached my two-year anniversary of working in childcare, which is even more exciting um, because, I mean, hey, I, I mean, two years ago, I finally found the career that is right for me and that makes me feel good makes me feel rewarded and and useful and important and it's it's been a really really wonderful journey so far and I'm looking forward to continue to learn and to continue to grow um and to can you can just basically to continue to teach um because I love it and it's really really fun um I'm lucky to be in the older toddler group right now. So I'm working with three to four year olds and I really, really love that age group. There's so much fun at that age. Um, they're so wild and so crazy and they just do all these really funny things and it just makes me laugh every day. Um, but that's why I have not been able to just sit down and record anything, um, for this podcast Um, luckily I thought about it here in the car because I had gotten a message from a good friend of mine, um, you know, reminding me that she's, she's here for me. She's supporting me, um, giving me some suggestions of this awesome brand that she found, um, that has some really great reviews with women that have PCOS like I do and infertility issues like I do and, um, using that their particular balanced vitamin, Um, after using like one tub of it, they got pregnant, which I think is really exciting. Um, so obviously that's something that Kevin and I will discuss because we always discuss everything together when it comes to the fertility. Um, every new thing that we try, every new ultrasound that I get, um, we just, we talk about it and we keep each other in the loop. So here's the plan. This is the current plan for the Letrozole. I went to my doctor, got an update on my um, ultrasound because I was having some pain in my, I guess, my ovaries area um, a couple weeks ago, which was a little concerning, of course, because anytime you have pain in your in your uterus, <laughs> it's it can be scary because it's not you don't always know exactly what it is. Sorry, I'm also parallel parking at the same time as talking, which is awesome because I'm really good at it. Yeah, look at that. So, 
we discussed um, doing three months of letrozole. And then if that does not result in a pregnancy, then we are going to um, assess Kevin's sperm, which it, that's not a, that's not ever covered by insurance, which is fine. Um, Kevin and I will just have to save money for it over these next three months just in case we don't end up pregnant, um, just to have that as a backup. And then also my doctor would like me to have um, a procedure. I cannot pronounce the name of it um, but basically my insurance will cover it the more complicated way um, that takes a little bit longer to recover from but there's also a way to do it that's less complicated less invasive but my insurance won't cover it so unfortunately we have to go with the more evasive route um, which is basically what they do is they take a camera and they go in through my belly button and then they will inject dye into my fallopian tubes to see if there's any blockages um, or if they're if like the tubes are too small or anything like that that could be preventing my eggs from being fertilized so that's a little nerve-wracking um, I think about that a lot ever since my appointment and it does make me really really nervous um, only because I've never had any sort of like invasive surgery like that um, I don't know if they would put me to sleep I would surely hope so because if I had to be awake during that I think I would probably freak the hell out um, but I hope that they would put me to sleep for that and that I'd be out um, but I really wouldn't want to have to miss too much work um, and I know that work wouldn't be too happy if I had to miss too much either so um, I'm just really hoping that it doesn't get to that point. Um, obviously, we're very hopeful about this new fertility medication, Letrozole. We're feeling pretty good about it. Um, we're also trying, in addition to the Letrozole, I purchased um, a fertility-friendly lubricant called Pre-Seed. Um, I've been reading up a lot about it on my app called Glow that I have. A lot of women use it. Um, when they're trying to get pregnant it basically it just it mimics your fertile fluids which is such a weird thing to say but it mimics your fertile fluids to help aid in um, sperm traveling so um, basically you just use it to help the sperm get to where they need to go um, and it just works in conjunction with your normal uh, cervical mucus which I know that's a gross uh, terminology but that's the real terminology um, I'm back home now, so I'm going to go ahead and pause this so I can go inside and wait for the damn bank to open. Um, but once I get back inside and get the dogs taken care of, I will go ahead and start uh, recording again. So just give me a few minutes. Okay, so it's only probably been like 10 seconds for you, but it's been about um, 10 minutes for me. Um, I'm home now, um, just having my morning coffee because I'm not a morning person. I'm not normally awake this early. Um, and I've got Finn outside right now um, doing his good boy stuff, going potty and whatnot. Um, and I was just kind of listening to what I had recorded so far to make sure that everything makes sense. Um, and that I'm not just uh, rambling on, which I'm mostly just rambling on. Um, but luckily, the few people that actually listen to this podcast, um, I guess, don't mind uh, the rambling because you guys are still really, really supportive. And I've even had people ask me, like, when are you going to record more? Uh-oh, I see Finn outside. And I think he's trying to eat something he's not supposed to. 
sorry if I'm tapping on the window and it's loud. Oh my goodness! I have to go out there and get him. But anyways, I was making sure that everything made sense. And that I didn't miss anything. Yep, Bubba, you better get inside. Eating stuff you're not supposed to. I could see him out there eating dirt. I'm like, Bubby, why are you doing this? No, you don't get a treat because you got a mouthful of dirt. Nice try, though. <laughs> um, sorry that you had to listen to me parenting my, my dogs, but um, yeah, here we are. So, mm, coffee. So, um, I was just listening to myself talk for the last, like, 11 minutes and uh, I've realized that I've kind of left some things out. Um, the results of my most recent ultrasound. So when I got the ultrasound, it was because my I was having some pain. And uh, the pain that I'm talking about was pretty sharp. It was pretty aggressive. And I thought that maybe because of the type of pain that it was and where it was, that it was maybe a cyst that ruptured. Um, which is not a huge deal. I've had this happen before, um, many, many times actually. Um, I even remember an instant when I was in high school in marching band practice on, on the field and I had collapsed because a cyst had ruptured and I was in so much pain I couldn't even hold my body up anymore. Um, so I've definitely dealt with cysts before and I've definitely um, had gone through the pain before. And it's never a fun time. Uh, <laughs> If anybody that listens to this has ever had a cyst on their ovary that is ruptured or that you've had to have surgery to remove, you understand the pain and just the discomfort that comes from it. Um, luckily, when I got my updated ultrasound um, and the doctor called with the results, um, she said that I had just a few tiny cysts, which was very exciting for me because I've never, ever, ever heard her use the word tiny when describing my cysts. So to know that I've been taking all the medications that I'm supposed to, when I'm supposed to, and how I'm supposed to, and all this, all these rounds of Clomid and, you know, how the fact that the, the Clomid has shortened my periods, it has made them lighter, it has made them less painful, knowing that it has also helped reduce, possibly reduce the size of my cysts. It's just, it's, it's miraculous for me um, because I never thought that I would get to this point where I don't, well, obviously I do, <laughs> but I don't always dread my period now because I'm not completely debilitated from it. I'm not like, oh my God, bedridden because I'm in so much pain. But I went from goodness I went from like up to nine to ten days periods to three to four now um and my fourth day my fourth cycle day is usually pretty light and um doesn't have a lot going on and I've also noticed because I was doing some research on pads and tampons and the chemicals that they use to manufacture those products I was like man I, because there's a lot of women that complain that they feel that those chemicals and in those pads and tampons are relating to a lot of their period pain. And then women say that they switch to more reusable um, period products and that it helps them a lot with their periods. So I switched from using regular pads and tampons to a menstrual cup 
um, which has been amazing. It has really taught me a lot more about my period and um, what to expect from it. And it's it's just been so amazing because I can put in my menstrual cup in the morning. I can go to work all day long, not have any leaks, not have to worry about bleeding through my bleeding through my pants, not have to worry about having a stain on my bottom. You know, none of that because the cup just goes in there. It stays suctioned in and it collects all of your blood throughout the day. And then you come home, you know, you, you take it out, you empty it, you clean it, and then you reinsert it for overnight. And you can wear it for up to 12 hours. Um, I never really wear mine that long. I think the longest I've worn it is like maybe 10, 10 hours, um, which is a lot. But I still have never had an issue with my cup being too full or, you know, not having or like having any leaks. The first... The first few times I used it, there was definitely a learning curve, um, and you kind of have to be really, really comfortable um, with your vagina, and if you're not comfortable with your vagina, I wouldn't recommend a menstrual cup, just because I know that there are some women that, like, never even looked at their vagina, and that's that's all well and good, but um, if you've never even looked at your vagina, you should probably stick to pads and tampons. Excuse me, sipping my coffee. But yes, I switched to the menstrual cup and it has changed my life. I even noticed that if I have my menstrual cup in, I have fewer cramps um, than I would with pads and tampons. And you're probably going to hear my dog, Finn, in the background because he is sassing me right now. I think he wants a toy. Do you want a toy? Do you want a toy? Okay. <laughs> he knows that he's not supposed to bark that much in the house so he does what we call a whisper bark where he just kind of like gruffs at you um to tell you that he wants a toy because we used to give him free reign of his toys until I got sick and tired of picking them up every 10 minutes because he has so many of them but now when it's just me and the dogs I let him have a whole basket of toys I'm like here you go here's a little basket just leave me alone for a little bit so I can record my podcast <laughs> but I switch. Yes. Okay. Menstrual cup. Keep on track, Ashley. Um, but in, in addition to the menstrual cup, I also purchased because I've read a lot about them. I haven't tried them yet um, because I purchased them after my last period. And we are currently still waiting on my next period to either come or not come. Um, I also purchased reusable menstrual pads. Um, they have this... Oh, don't quote me on this because I'm not like reading the packaging right now, but they have this absorbent uh, charcoal layer of fabric on the inside that helps actually pull moisture away from the body and into the pad. And they say that you can wear these reusable ones longer than a regular menstrual pad, which I'm not so sure um, just because I haven't tried them yet. So I'm not 100% sure how long I can wear mine. Um, if I don't wear my cup and I just choose to go free um, throughout the day. But I've heard a lot of really good things. The reviews are amazing. Um, women are saying that they they feel better. They feel cleaner. Um, they feel more, more like it's actually working as opposed to like the blood just like kind of sort of soaking into like a regular pad and then just sitting there. Um, they say that the 
blood like really soaks all the way into the fabric and sometimes you can't even see it which is kind of which is kind of cool and I'm kind of looking forward to trying that um but at the same time I don't really want to um because I'd rather there be a baby growing in my uterus but you know sometimes we don't always get what we wish for which is totally fine um I've just tried to remain positive um which I can't lie it's been really hard um after our last round of Clomid, and while I was waiting for the insurance and fighting with the with the pharmacy, I was really down on myself, and I was really depressed about how long Kevin and I have been trying to have a baby, and how I feel like nothing that we're doing is even working, because I've not even had so much as like a chemical pregnancy, or, you know, even a pregnancy that is ended, um, which obviously I don't ever want that to happen I don't ever want to have to go through a miscarriage but I also understand that with my condition it's entirely possible even with my fertility medications that if I do end up pregnant it could end in a miscarriage um which would obviously be very very upsetting um because I don't ever wish that on anybody I wouldn't wish that on myself uh to lose a baby that's just that's just heartbreaking um and I, I'm part of a lot of uh, support groups on Facebook and other things like that. And, you know, I'm just seeing, I see these stories uh, from women talking about losing their baby and how heartbreaking that is. Like when Chrissy Teigen, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with their story, but when Chrissy Teigen was pregnant with her and John Legend's third child, baby Jack, and tragically, tragically lost that baby, I, I felt a really really big connection to her and my heart really goes out to her um because she's still like this week would have been her due date um this week would have been the day that baby jack had been brought into the world and unfortunately that's not going to happen and she talks about these phantom kicks that she feels in her belly and like reading the article and reading her posts on twitter and stuff it just it breaks my heart because one, you know, there was this beautiful, beautiful family that was going to bring another beautiful life into this world, and unfortunately they weren't able to. And nobody, nobody can understand that kind of pain unless they've been through it. Um, and I haven't been through it, but I still, I still send my heart out to her because, geez, like, <laughs> nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves to lose a baby. And I've been seeing all these negative comments and like these women are like, oh, she just wants the attention. Like, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. I feel that because Chrissy came forward and for, for her being a celebrity and a famous person, big whoop-dee-doo, but for her to give us visibility like that, to be like, hey, you know, pregnancy isn't always pretty dresses and bows and baby bumps. It's not always like that. Sometimes it ends in absolute tragedy. And that is a reality for not just Chrissy Teigen, but thousands of women all around the world. And, you know, I feel like as a woman, our issues don't get talked about enough. We just, we have to suffer in silence in the background while all the men in the world, you know, think all oh, women are just sensitive and they're, they're crazy and they're too hormonal and all this other crap. And it's just... It's just ridiculous. Um, I am looking forward to the next four years, though, with our new, um, our new, uh, 
our new chief in office and vice president Kamala Harris. I'm ex I am excited. I don't care if this just turned political, but I am excited to see some changes in the next four years, especially for women and women's health care um, and just just women in general. I'm I'm hoping that over the next four years, women and women's issues become more visible because it, it needs talked about more. Just frankly, I for the fact that PCOS has is still considered a new disease because they only recently found out about it. Like, I don't know. I want to say like maybe 30, 40 years ago. I honestly don't know. But that's crazy to me. Like, y'all really didn't know about this? Like, how did you not know? And a lot of that is just because there's not a lot of tests and things that get done on women because apparently our bodies are too complicated gracie do you have to go out now goodness gracious i cannot get a break with these dogs <laughs> if it's not one it's the other Ugh. but anyways um not to turn not political or anything even though uh human rights and human health should not be a political statement i understand that a lot of people still think that it is and that's all fine. That's all well and good and whatever. But um, my my body and my choices are not a political are not a political view. I'm just I'm a human being. I'm deserving of proper medical care, and that's that's that pretty much. But to pretty much sum this up, because I think I'm gonna keep this episode a little short um, and try to update either once my period comes or if it ends up being late because I really don't know how my body's going to react to this new medication letrozole. Um, my period tracker app, you know, is accustomed now to my cycle lengths with Clomid, which have been pretty good. Um, I'm back to a normal cycle length about 32 days, I think, um, which is not bad at all. Definitely preferable to the 40 to 60 day cycles that I was having in the past, but I've not, this is the first time with, with letrozole, so I don't know if the letrozole will make my cycle a little bit longer or if it will keep it the same. Um, we're not sure. We definitely, so far it's definitely not shorter, um, because this is the day before my expected period due date and I have not had any sort of period symptoms other than cramping and an increase in appetite, which is totally normal for me at this stage to have those symptoms. And, you know, some people will be like, oh, well, the cramps could be pregnancy or the increase in appetite could be pregnancy. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't symptom spot, which is what that's called, um, because there are so many symptoms of PMS that are similar to symptoms in early pregnancy. So, for me to think that every little thing that is happening with me is an early pregnancy sign is just going to get my hopes up and then possibly break my heart. So we don't symptom spot in this house. Um, we always just assume that my breasts are sore because my period's starting. I'm hungry because my period's starting or I'm cramping because my period is starting. We don't ever assume that it's because of pregnancy because I've done that before and it has broken my heart and caused me to sit on the bathroom floor and cry for hours. Um, which is not something that I like to do. Um, unfortunately, it just happens when the dreadful day comes that, you know, your period does start and you're like, man, I thought I got it this time. And then it's like, aha, your body's like, haha, no, you didn't. 
didn't get it this time, but try maybe next time. Um, we've been trying to look at look at my period as a more positive thing um, instead of like, oh, we didn't get it this time. It's like, okay, cool, now we get to try again. And that's just kind of how we look at it to keep ourselves from getting heartbroken because, you know, Kevin gets sad too. I get really sad. Um, and obviously Kevin always picks me up and makes me feel better. But, you know, we shouldn't have to do that every single month. It's just exhausting. And I would rather, much rather just assume that my period is going to start than just assume that I'm pregnant. Because assuming that I'm pregnant is more likely to end in heartbreak than assuming that I'm getting my period. But uh, I will try to update this podcast again within the next couple of days. And hopefully we'll have some good news. Um, Maybe not, which is okay too. Um, so if my period does come, at least I will be able to give you guys a little bit of a, of a review on the, um, reusable menstrual pads that I will be trying out and we will go from there. So happy Friday, everybody. Um, really happy that it's Friday and then it's almost the weekend. I'm, I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready to relax and ready to just be done with the week and start a new week fresh next week. So happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and letting me update you on what's going on. I hope this isn't too much of like a weird, jagged episode, but you got to cut me a little bit of slack because it's been a while. It's been several months since I've actually recorded anything. Um, So I'll try to get better at this and try to be a little bit more prepared next time and maybe have like a list of what I want to talk about instead of rambling and rambling on. Um, Yeah, so happy Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.